Hey, Tim, how's it going? Hey, man, it's going, it's going pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I slept in way too long last night. I don't know what happened. I slept like 11 hours, um, which is very unusual for me. I usually sleep like five or six hours at the most. But Maybe you were uh, catching up? I must have been catching up. Feeling good now, though. But, uh, so what I wanted to ask your opinion on is uh, whether or not Liberty is going to come out of this, this being the current state of affairs in the U.S., and, and globally stronger or weaker in the average person's mind. Because, you know, I've, I've heard stirrings that, you know, a lot of liberty-minded people are seeing what's going on with both with the COVID lockdowns, but now also with, um, you know, the George Floyd stuff. And they're saying, well, no, like we need to do something, right? It's like, stir, like yeah. the, the people who are more liberty-minded they really are starting to like get scared. Let's say like, okay, this is, we're really further away from our ideal than we thought. Um, And so I'm wondering if you've been getting a similar, let's call it feeling or vibe. And then also, do you think, how do you think that translates to the average person is the average person wondering more? So yeah. Why is the government getting so involved in my life? Uh, Yeah. So what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I've, I, you know, I've been thinking about this quite a bit lately as well. And, you know, I, I don't know, I waffle between pessimism and optimism, but I, I think I'm more on the pessimistic side here because um, while I think it's great that people are calling into question uh, these institutions we have, like, why is it that, that there's so much police brutality, you know, like lately what's been, you know, the, how the sausage is made has kind of been kept, under wraps in large part like the the fact like libertarians have always said look every law is a death threat right every law you pass and and so it's okay to issue death threats under certain circumstances rape assault theft you know those Mm -hmm. kinds of things but for minimum wage for this for that i mean really is it worth pointing guns for that and people always give you that this weird look like there's no death threats. I mean, that this is just a consensus that we want and it's just committee by virtue, right? Well, no, the the sausage is made by kneeling on necks, shooting people, uh, doing all those things that we're seeing in the news now. So Mm. we're seeing more and more people, you know, I saw a tweet by someone yesterday who said she always felt uncomfortable when libertarians said that, that laws are violence. And now she's like, I'm starting to see that they're right. And I'm seeing more and more people like that. So that's an encouraging sign that people are are seeing that. Mm -hmm. What I worry about is, you know, and, and the Capitol Hill autonomous zone is an example about this. We, we argue long and hard about this, you know, but I I didn't even really want to debate with you about that because I think our debate is kind of semantic in a lot of ways. I know you disagree with that and you want to say it's not semantic, that it's everything, but no, no, I'd agree it's essentially semantic. Right, right. Like, Uh, for, but, but, but actually, but actually semantics are probably more important than, you know, I was looking up the definition of semantics. And I'm like, Oh, it's always used that. We always use that words word to denote something trivial, but semantics actually means uh, getting, having a common understanding of a definition of a word. And that yeah, is yeah. everything when it comes to debating. So semantics are everything, but yeah, well, um, that's what we got down to, right? Like right. Have right. A concept. What do we call it? Yeah. 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 But anyways, what I really wanted to, I mean, the thing that was really interesting to me about Chaz is this idea that we could just 
you know, dissolve these institutions and everything will get better, right? And Chaz yeah. is a clear demonstration that that's not the case. We dissolved the institution and something arguably worse sprung up in its place. And yeah. you can see this, I mean, this is actually our argument against foreign interventionism. You know, uh, we, we saw the same thing happen in Iraq. You know, there's an evil regime there, um, but it was relatively stable. And now we pull out that evil regime and what replaces it is something even worse. Yeah. So there's a lesson there about, we ought to be very concerned about all these institutions uh, just being attacked and saying, let's abolish all these institutions. Uh, what replaces them is likely to be worse, right? And it's, it's not likely to be, and it's likely to, initiatory violence is likely to go up, imposing your will on people is likely to go up. All these things that we consider moral ethical crimes are likely to increase in the absence of, this, of these stable institutions. And so that's what worries me um, more than anything, because it's, it's the people that are willing to use violence and have no com moral compunctions about using it that are, are the ones that generally win in these situations. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I'm wondering then, the out, if, if you had to project yourself into the average person's mind, either the average Canadian or the average American, what are they seeing? Are they, it, I don't think the average person is saying tear down the institutions. The average no, person is watching a bunch of people say that and feeling that if they disagree, they're racist, right? Like sure. that's right. But so in their minds, I think they know something's wrong with that. So like the actual culture uh, of like this, whatever is going on with this messed up culture is definitely starting to hit on people's heads a bit. But I don't yep. know if that's actually then corresponding to them understanding fundamentally, well, what's actually at play here is an issue about liberty. So they know right. that the message, I think they're finally starting to see that the message they've either placidly like accepted is bogus to some degree, but I don't know if it's translating to, to the actual important issues. Right. But, but here's what's happening. I mean, things are getting more divided, right? So, so that there, you're right. There's a silent majority of people and you know, the people I, guys I work with, they're like kind of wide eyed in the face of all this. They don't know quite what to make of it. it like right after when everyone saw the George Floyd video, everyone was united in this is deplorable. This has to change. This is not right. Mm -hmm. And then within 24 hours, it, it, there was heavy, uh, divisiveness like you you were on one side of an issue or, or another because yeah. political opportunists the, the most extreme radicals on both sides either are like blue lives matter black lives matter but even those movements are co-opted by the most fringe radicals so you have antifa burning police stations and like you know there's all these videos of these white middle class white kids burning things and black people trying to stop and say, dude, you're not helping our cause here. Like, who do you think they're going to blame for this? Yeah. Right. And, and so now, um, it, like you're, if you're trying to be the silent majority and just kind of sit back and, and think about this, good luck with that because you're, you're going to be forced into one camp or another here. There's no real third camp here. It's either like you, you want law and order and police brutality or you want rioting and looting and <laughs> anarchy. And so uh, and do you think the Libertarian Party, either in Canada or the U.S. or any of these liberty movements, 
like how do we actually present the third option properly, right? Because yeah. like now seems like the moment, right? How do we actually get people to see this is the alternative that you've been looking for? The, I wish I knew the answer to that question because, you know, the problem is that fear, anxiety, frustration are ramping up to unprecedented levels. Everyone's scared right now. Uh, they don't know what it means. And when people are fr- afraid, it's, that's when their rational thinking goes out the window. I mean, you know, the libertarians have a particular personality type um, that is described as hyper-masculine. It's non-emotional thinking. It's very logical thinking, right? And, you know, we, we can, in the face of all the, this stuff going on, kind of take an analytical view and, and be a bit more objective. But I don't think most people are wired that way. I think, it, you know, it might be a personality thing to some degree. So I, I wish I knew the answer. I'm trying to figure that out myself. Um, mm. You know, I, I got nothing, man. I don't know. Well, I don't want to end on that note. So I'm going to add that I think um, the, the few people I've talked to more recently are being thoughtful. And I think it's, and I think they're open to the idea of liberty. And it's not the people who have been paying attention for a long time and just don't know what to think. It's the people who've never really paid any attention, right? right. And they're finally starting to pay some attention. And so it's, it's that type, right? So like my background's in engineering. So it's people who've never really cared at all about politics and now they're paying a little attention. So it's like, it's not even the, it's not what people traditionally think of of the silent majority who are somewhat engaged and just like feel like they can't say anything. It's like a different subgroup within that, let's right. say. And so if hmm. enough of those people start to pay attention and get engaged, then there's some more hope maybe. Yeah. And that, that's fair. You know, I, I think you're right. At the same time, we're, we're seeing like the, the forces of polarization and conflict and divisiveness get louder. We're also seeing kind of a, a, a tiresome attitude towards that stuff, right? Like people are just getting tired of clickbait all the time and that sort of thing. Like there was a, there was someone who posted a, a link on my website and it was, here's the title of the, of the thing. And they're like, Tim, are you aware of this documentary? And the title of the documentary is this New York undercover nurse confirms COVID-19 criminal hoax. Okay. Now immediately that title turns me right off. It's like, okay, what kind of nonsense is this? And like, you know, so I'm like, I'm getting sick of this shit. Like I'm just getting sick of all this conspiracy bullshit, click baby nonsense. Right. So I sat down with a pen and paper. I'm like, I'm going to debunk the fuck out of this video and end this shit once and for all. And so I clicked on the link and then it it turns out that the video wasn't even what the title said. It was just like a very clickbaity title. And the nurse was making some actually some relatively disturbing allegations that were like they were rational and reasonable and they were kind of allegations you'd expect and things that I've talked about that occur in public health. And this is a public hospital in the U S and how the incentives are skewed towards classifying patients a certain way or putting them on a ventilator. Like it's, it's kind of outlining this corporatist, how corporatist public health policies where it's just one size fits all. 
ends up with patients who don't need a ventilator being on a ventilator because it's just easier for the system. They're just following rules, right? Yeah. And this is what happens in these corporations. And you could even say the same thing happened with George Floyd. Like it turns out from what I'm hearing is that this officer Chauvin perfectly followed the department's policies. Like there was a white paper that came out that people that have excited delirium or, or you suspect might have excited delirium, you're supposed to put them face down and restrain them until EMS arrives. You call EMS and then you restrain them face down until EMS arrives. Well, that's exactly what Chauvin did. Apparently he called EMS because the, the real issue with this guy wasn't that he passed a counterfeit bill. It was that they said he was acting strange. So we have a mental health drug induced issue potentially here. Mm. And as soon as Chauvin started resisting them and there there's footage of the, the squad car racking back and forth as they're trying to settle him in there, he ends up on the ground. EMS is called at that point. And he, they, he was, they were called because he was a mental health, having a mental health crisis, essentially. He followed the, the policy. Now the problem here is, um, is like the policy and, and this idea that you need to blindly follow policy and not have think contextually, you know, and, and Ronnie Coleman, who's this famous bodybuilder um, who won Olympia, like I can't remember seven or eight times was a cop and he was on Joe Rogan recently. And he said, you know, when I was a cop, you had to have a four year degree and it, it wasn't all this like algorithmic policing where you follow this policy to a T and yeah. you know, it was like they expected you to think for yourself and, and consider things from, um, a contextual legal thing and all that sort of thing. But, but we have this creep of kind of corporatist, um, group think. And, and anyways, the point is like, there's people are, are, are more and more hungry for nuance and, and mm-hmm. because they've just been hoodwinked so many times by titles like this, like undercover nurse exposes COVID hope, yeah. criminal hoax. And, they're like, this is, it's enough of this bullshit. Right. So, so you're right. I, I think there is room for, for nuance and for, for people to explore these things deeper and, and to, to, you know, they're, they're just getting tired of the, the divisiveness and the hyperbole that is making up the mainstream cultural narrative now. And I think, the, I think you're right. I think they're genuinely hungry for, um, a different perspective. And I see it on my Facebook wall all the time, right? Like I, I'll post something and I'll have a bunch of patriots come on there and, and spout their conspiratorial nonsense. And, and they'll get into it with kind of more left leaning people that follow me on Facebook. And, you know, the left leaning people are like, well, I like what Tim has to say. His stuff is reasonable. You guys are a bunch of nuts. Like what's going on yeah. here. Right. And vice versa. Um, you know, when, when a, a progressive comes on spouting their kind of antifa BS, you know, they get called out by someone more reasonable. So I, I think we're, I'm seeing more and more of that happen. Um, yeah. And out I, there. I've, so, I've recently had some, even just in the past couple of months, uh, I had people on my Facebook, I'd post something and they'd get mad at me. And so I just wouldn't respond. And then I actually had like a six or seven long message exchange with one of these people instead. And we actually got to the crux of what the issue was, is where our disagreement is. Um, And like, so it was a different approach. I mean, this is anecdotal, but, you know, more people are, I think, willing to put in a bit of their own effort to try and cut through the noise, because it's very clear now that no one's doing it for them. And I think if they realize that about the news, then they'll realize that 
about the state, right? That, no, I have to figure this out for myself. I can't just trust X to give me what I need. So I have some hope, but I guess it's to be seen. That's fair. You, you've, you've made me more optimistic. Uh, so thank you well, for that. Well, I'd call that a success. Yeah. Well, let us know if you're also more optimistic, listener. Uh, let us know how you think about the, ch- the, the changing tides of liberty in this troublesome time. Yeah. And if you have any topics or, or questions uh, that you want to see us address on here, please uh, drop us a line. Uh, you, can, you can email me at tim.moen at me.com. I've had a few people reach out and suggest uh, episodes. So uh, we, we like to hear from you.